Welcome to the 56th podcast. This is the worst podcast. <laughs> this is the worst podcast. I'm not, I'm not putting this out, man. You gotta, you gotta. No, keep it going. We can put this out. Welcome to the 56th podcast. Nobody in 56 Nation cares about these games are mattering to me right now, bro. None of them. And you know why? Because I'm losing money. You think they knocked out for the count? Like the energy over here. Krispy Kreme, huh? Welcome back to the 56th week five of the NFL season is in the books. As always, a lot of drama in the NFC East, and somebody's got to be here to talk about it, and that's going to be us. Before we get to that, make sure, folks, once you listen to this, you go catch us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast, y'all. We're trying to give you the, the fresh drops when they come out, like fresh cookies out of the oven. And we're going to give you guys call, content all off season. All right, so make sure you're in tune for that. We've got some pretty exciting things coming up this offseason. Go get us on Spotify. Anywhere you consume podcasts, you can find the 56 there, and I promise you, you will not regret it. Hey, let's say what's up to our, our guy, Trey. What's up, Trey? What's up, man? I'm ready to go today. Also, you left out. You leave it out every week, okay? Look for us on Twitter, at the 56 Podcast. Plus, check us out on Facebook. I think we're doing some new things there. What's going on there, Ellie? Yeah, we just put together a, a whole page for the 56 podcast. It's in progress, maybe under construction. It'll be out soon. All right. Look, big things happen in the division. And I hate that we got to come and talk about some of the sad things that are happening in the division. Prayers up for Dak Prescott out in Dallas, man. You hate to see that. No matter what team you root for, you hate to see a quarterback sustain an injury like that, but shout out to Andy Dalton. You know, he stepped up when he needed to. Man, we got questions with the Giants we got to talk about. We definitely got some questions for the Washington football team and the Eagles, man. They fought hard and they uh, took it on the chin against the Steelers. Yeah, we got a lot of content to get to in this podcast. Man, there's so much stuff going on. You just touched on it all. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it, man. Well, first things first. Uh, questionable decisions made this week and as always we gotta ask what were you thinking it's time for what were you thinking first of all jim schwartz what are you thinking chase claypool already had three touchdowns for the steelers in this game against the philadelphia eagles against your defense and toward the end of the game when your team is still in it you put a linebacker on him? What is that? I could see the same situation you put a linebacker on him if the guy hadn't already scored three touchdowns. What are you thinking? Ron Rivera, you got to come to the carpet, my friend. You, you take your young quarterback and you sit him down. Not only did you put him at number two, you put him at number three. Ron Rivera, what are you thinking? You... You brought up your boy from Carolina, Kyle Allen, and then you made Alex Smith active for the first time this year. Kyle Allen, he completed some dump-off passes, the same passes Haskins was throwing and completing. Nothing down the field. 
And then he gets hurt with a dumb play, trying to stick his head in there like he's a running back and got popped. Then you bring in Alex Smith, who comes in and proceeds to throw for 34 yards and gets sacked 100 times. Clearly could not escape pressure. Did nothing in the passing game. And then you refuse to bring Kyle Allen back in because you were concerned that he was going to further hurt himself when Alex Smith just went through 17 injury or 17 surgeries. Ron Rivera, this was not your best week handling the quarterback situation. Ron Rivera, what in the heck were you thinking? Fantasy football players, it is time for no, you what? We're going to review the fantasy performances that let you down. It's raining, it's pouring. Has anyone seen Terry McLaurin? Someone snitched on Haskins this week. Was it you, Terry? You know what they say. Snitches get reduced digits. Terry McLaurin, you had six points this week. Terry McLaurin, you are whack. 49ers defense. Yeah, I'm calling out your whole defense. That's 11 players on the field. You guys allowed Ryan Fitz magic to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Maybe two, maybe three. I don't know. Did he score 100? 100 rabbits out the hat. You gave us negative five points. Your defense was trash. Put it in a dumpster, set it on fire. 49ers defense, you are whack. Juju, I hate the voodoo that you do. You got three points times two, dude. Your game today was straight poo-poo. Juju Smith-Schuster, you are whack. Lamar, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. You gave us 17 points today. Okay, that's not bad. But you're supposed to be the number one fantasy quarterback in the league. We're expecting 30-plus every week. Do better. You're going to do better next week probably, so I'm kind of sorry for even calling you whack, but this week you were kind of whack. Whack. Jarek McKinnon. My head is spinning. You had three points for the whole game, not just the beginning. Do you have good game allergies? You're nothing but fantasy empty calories. No lies, that which is fact. Derek McKinnon, you are whack. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Yeah, that's a good nickname for you because you was ice cold. You gave us nine points. You had him on your fantasy team. He was garbage, some cold garbage. Because remember, his name is Matty Ice. Buddy, you're whack. Super whack. We're going live to the 56 Podcast News Desk for your weekly NFL headlines. Here's your host, L.E. and Trey. All right, L.E., this is our week six NFL. Headlines. We're going to jump right into it. Chiefs and the Bills. The Chiefs bounce back this week against the Bills. Give me the Chiefs. The Bills are tough contenders, but not enough for the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Texans and the Titans. Remember the Titans? Nah. You're going to forget the Titans this week. Give me the Texans. Titans outrush the Texans. Give me the Titans. Ravens and the Eagles. The Bird Bowl goes to the Ravens. Flying high. Give me the Ravens. 
the Ravens clipped the Eagles' wings. Give me the Ravens. Falcons and the Vikings. Matty Ice flying high. Not this week. Give me the Vikings. New coach, new outcome. Give me the Falcons. Browns and the Steelers. In the offseason, Crazy Bone told me that the Browns would win this game. I'm going to listen to Crazy Bone. Bum, 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 bum. The Browns win. In the offseason, Crazy Bone told us Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback that's never really out of the game. I think he's right. Give me the Steelers. Bengals and the Colts. Man, starting to feel rivers. Give me the Colts. Joe Burrow got Joe Barry this week. Give me the Colts. Lions and the Jags. Lions roar is louder than the Jaguars. So that's why I'm going to pick the Lions. The Lions. The Lions drive Fords. Jacksonville drive Jaguars. Give me the Jags. Washington and the Giants. Who cares? Give me the Giants. Nah, son. Give me the Giants. Jets and the Chargers. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. Give me the Chargers. Anthony Lenz, brave and bold. Quarterback switch. Proves fruitful. Give me the Chargers. Dolphins and the Broncos. The Broncos play like a fish out of water this week. Give me the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just better at this point in the season. Give me the Dolphins. Packers and the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers, pack it up early this week because you're losing to Tom. Give me the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers considers it continues his MVP season. Give me the Packers. Rams and the 49ers. The soon-to-be four and niners are gonna lose. Give me the Rams. The 49ers running game gets back on track. Give me the Niners. Cards and the Cowboys. Arizona stacks the cards against the Cowboys. I hate to do it. Give me the cards. What's Dak about? Give me the Cowboys. And that's our week six NFL headlines. The NFC East Rundown. All right, Giants. Man, what a tough loss at the Cowboys. I will say this, man. They they fought hard all the way through that game. And, and for the first time this year, I feel like the Giants played inspired football. And for the first time this year, to me, they didn't look like they were an 0-4 team, right, going into that. they, I believed all the way throughout that game that they could win the game. And the stats aren't great. Daniel Jones didn't come out with the touchdown. But I thought he played pretty well, given the circumstances. Um, you know, he made some throws there. This is the first game I, I saw Jason Garrett's play calling, and I thought maybe there's some potential here for this offense. What do you think, Trey? I think the offense looked fairly well. I mean, they did put up, I think, like 34 points. So, but there's a lot of field goals, a lot of field goals, which when you have a lot of field goals, that kind of points to your quarterback not being able to finish drives or your offensive coordinator not being able to call the right plays to scheme the right plays to finish drives or your head coach 
not allowing the offensive uh, coordinator to make the play call to finish drives. Regardless, I don't know. I feel like they had like five or six field goals. Okay. So, and you were going against my Dallas Cowboys defense, which is almost at the bottom of the league in every statistical category. And you kept kicking field goals. That's not, that's not good. Okay. Daniel Jones, he did not play horrible. He was poised in the pocket. He didn't have any, uh, I don't think he had any turnovers except for he had one. He had one fumble and no interceptions. So what, what do you want me to say, man? I mean, he played better than he did last week. This is the kind of game that you want from Daniel Jones while he's figuring out this offense. He took care of the ball fairly well. Um, like you said, he had the fumble, but you can live with that, honestly. It was, it was one turnover. The, the curious case of Evan Ingram continued today. He seems to be this incredibly dynamic player that doesn't get used or he just doesn't capitalize on his talent. He had two carries for nine yards and a touchdown. They use him in the run game a little bit. He looked pretty dynamic there for a tight end. And then in the passing game, he had one catch for 16 yards on two targets. I don't understand why they're not using him more. I, I really don't because he seems to be so incredibly dynamic. I mean, he's that kind of tight end. Put it like this. He is in the running for the best tight end in, in the division right now. I know Philly's got some guys, but I mean, athletically, in terms of talent, he might be the most talented tight end. I, I got to figure out why they're not using him more. Because to me, when you have that kind of player and your offense is struggling to score touchdowns, use this guy. I don't understand. I don't get it. The only thing I could think about Evan Ingram, I agree with you. I don't understand why he's not being showcased a little bit more. But when you say, when you bring up his diversity, like using him out of the backfield, they like to line him up out wide. That makes me believe that they have a guy uh, that has, is, is playing like kind of positionless uh, offensive football. They really can't find out where to put him. And when you say that he's good outside, he's good out of the backfield, I'm kind of leaning to believe maybe he's not the best blocker. I need to watch some more Giants games to see whether or not that theory could be accurate. But I'm guessing he's not a, a good blocker. And right now, this offensive line isn't very good. So they're running three-step drops or they're wanting to run the ball. A lot of things where you need a blocking tight end in the game. And you really can't put him out at of, out of wide receiver because he's not as fast as your wide receivers. And obviously, he's not an every-down running back. Come on, he's a tight end, guys. So, I mean, I have to watch a little more of the tape. I have to watch more of these games to be able to tell you anything on Evan Ingram. But like you said, he's a little uh, – he's going under the radar right now. He's not doing too much. So, let, let's see if he picks it up this year. This was the first game all year that the Giants scored – or, excuse me, had 300 yards of total offense. Think about that. The first game all season, they had over 300 yards of total offense. That tells you that this offense is coming on pretty slowly. Maybe today was a little bit of a breakout game. You're correct. The majority of the points came through field goals. But if they just turn half of those drives, a quarter of those field goals into touchdowns, it's a much different score. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm encouraged, and it's weird to say that, about a team that is now 0-5. But I, I was encouraged by what I saw today. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm encouraged. Now, what that means for the season going forward, Trey at 0-5 on the Giants. I'm going to ask you this, probably here on out about this team. Are you hitting that panic button? No, you still can't. How can you? The Cowboys are leading the division right now with two wins. They're 2-3. and three. You're 0-5, they're 2-3, and three, and you 
you almost had them beat today. So how could you necessarily hit the panic button in this division? I would give it another week or two, see what happens. They have a very winnable game coming up where they will be, I mean, it's crazy to say, we'd be one in five, but you could possibly be only one, one and a half games out of the division lead. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, and I tell you what, uh, they've played a lot of their tough games already. And so if you're looking for bright spots going forward, that might be one of them because their schedule opens up a lot. I mean, they play Washington. We know what's going on there. They play the Eagles, who have one win. They play the Bucks, and that's a tough one coming up uh, in November. Uh, but then they start playing Washington and, and the Eagles and the Bengals. And, you know, th- there's some winnable teams, and there's probably some teams at the end of that schedule that are going to be resting players for the playoffs because those teams have really good records. So I, I think if you're the Giants, your hope right now is this, this, uh, this game, even though it was a loss, sort of stabilizes your franchise. And from here, you guys lock in on what your identity is going to be. And they have to figure that out, both offensive and uh, defensively. you got to figure out what your identity is, lock in on that, and then get the ship going down the road. Because I think that there's a lot of opportunity for them to make up some ground. And like you correctly pointed out, there really isn't a lot of ground to make up. So you got to take advantage of your opportunities. And it's not like they don't have playmakers, man. I watched uh, Slayton make a nice one, one-handed one catch down the field. I mean, it was a highlight reel type uh, catcher later, late in that game. And also, Freeman. Freeman was acting like it was 2015 again early in that game. He was running the ball well. Like, they have some bright spots to look at. Giants fans, do not panic just yet. Now, ne- next week, if you lose against an Alex Smith-led, possibly Alex Smith-led Washington team, yeah, I'd panic. Yeah, I think it'll be Kyle Allen, but I, I, you said it right, man. It's it's not quite time to do that yet. And if you were hitting that button last week, it's time to back off a little bit. If nothing else, I think you saw that your team has a little bit of spunk. And even if you end up with the number one overall pick, I think you have a little bit of something to build around. Uh, so Giants fans, hang in there. There's a lot more season to go. 56 Nation, where are all my VA people at? You been through Culpepper? If not, you should. Slide through Culpepper, Virginia. Check out our boy Q at Blazing Cuts and Salon. Take a stay fresh selfie. You might see some 56 podcast signage up there. Go holler at Q. 204 Southwest Street in Culpepper, Virginia. Get a cut. Look fresh. It's blazing. Washington football team, fans of that team, (laughs) another week. You're holding your head right now. Hey, first, before we go any further, shout out to Alex Smith, man. He fought through a lot to get back on the field. I could never hit on a man going through what he went through to come back and play this game again, man. So shout out to him. Much respect, dude. Much respect given to him. But if you're Ron Rivera... You, you got to be asking yourself some serious questions and doing some soul searching, man. You benched your young up and coming quarterback. I understand it sounds like there were reasons for that, but the guys you brought in, including one you came over from Carolina with had a combined 108 yards, <laughs> man, it was bad. Kyle Allen started the game. I think he had 74 yards passing, nothing but dink and dunk checkdowns. Antonio Gibson was electric to start the game. Wasn't, wasn't there to be heard from or seen the second half of the game. 
Kyle Allen gets hurt trying to be a tough guy on the sideline, lowering his helmet, gets his shoulder hurt. He's out for the rest of the game. Had been primarily ineffective prior to minus a scramble that he scored a touchdown off. Then you go get Alex Smith off the bench, and this is a big moment. And then he comes in, he throws for 34 yards. He looked panic in the pocket. Every time he had pressure, he, he, he couldn't step up. It looked like he just took off running, but he ran right into the sack. And so now at this point, you've lost this game. You are one and four. Your, your one win came the first week of the season with Haskins, by the way. You've alienated your second-year quarterback. You didn't even activate him. <laughs> Homie was straight up inactive today. And now you have to make a decision on where you go from here. And it sounds like that decision is Kyle Allen. I hope you're ready to, to ride with that because it's, it's not looking good so far. Trey, what do you think, man? Man, I didn't watch the game, but I caught some of the highlights and I caught some of the uh, what everybody was saying on Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, shout out to Alex Smith for doing exactly what I said he would do this year is get on the field for your Washington team before week six. So go ahead and look back in the archives that we have for our podcast and listen to that take because I called it. Alex Smith was going to see the field this year. Now, he did see the field and he also saw the ground in his face at least six times from sacks. And that's not good. That's scary. If I was a fan of his or if I was his family after what he went through to watch him just continuously getting battered, that is scary. And there wasn't even a Dwayne Haskins on the bench to come in and relieve him toward the end of that game. You just let him sit there and take punishment until the game was over. That is crazy. For a guy that earlier on this season, I said, hey, Ron Rivera is a good coach. He's starting to make some questionable decisions. Okay. First of all, you bench Haskins. I didn't think it was a good decision either. Although I called it at the beginning of the year, I still don't think it should have happened. It was not the right time. This division was winnable. He was playing serviceable all year. He was fine, okay? You bring in your boy Kyle Allen. He, he like you said, he, he, he played, uh, I mean, a little less than okay. He played just good enough to not lose you a game if, as long as your defense was playing light at, lights out. It, that's the kind of quarterback he was giving you today, okay? 9 for 14, 74 yards, not great. Okay, listen, Dwayne Haskins not being on the active roster that tells or not on the on the list to be able to play this week. That tells me a lot more. And what that's telling me is there's a possibility that Ron's trying to get in his head, play head games. I think you might see Dwayne Haskins again, maybe not this coming week, but maybe soon and possibly maybe even this week, because from what I'm hearing, there's reports that half the problem that Ron was having with Haskins was he didn't seem to put in the effort. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? So if he's not putting in the effort, what do you do? You sit him down and you try to teach this young man what he needs to do to be an NFL quarterback. Well, if this were 1976, I'd agree with you. It's 2020. If, if, a, if a player is not putting in the effort, you coach him to put in the effort. That's what you do. And you keep him on the field. You keep teaching him lessons, but you put him on the field. He can't get better not playing. I don't, I don't buy that anymore. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It just it, it felt weird when they benched him. It felt forced. And then today it just felt really ugly. Before the game, the reports are coming out that the only reason Haskins was starting is because Dan Snyder wanted him to. Jason Lockenford dropped a report at about 11 o'clock this morning that Haskins is likely to be traded within the next couple of weeks. And then you trot these quarterbacks out there today and they do this. They get sacked eight times. They do not move the ball down the field at all, which was the number one criticism of Haskins. 
Ron Rivera looks really suspect right now in these decisions. He just does. And I, I don't, I mean, it's, it just, I hate when seasons go like this because then you're not evaluating the players. You're evaluating coaches' decisions and you're evaluating why a team is doing this versus that. I want to, I want to be able to evaluate our talent, not our decisions, not our questionable judgment. The defense is a suspect at best. Suspect. I mean, they're giving up all kind of points lately. You know, they 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 did button it up in the second half, but Del Rio's got to get those guys ready to play off the jump. You know, Montez Sweat looks like a beast. Kendall Fuller looks like a beast. Everybody else on that defense is just not good right now. Yeah, when you talk about your defense, something that really puzzled me when I was watching the highlights is I was watching all the big plays that the Rams had, and you know what it reminded me of? The tape from week one against my Cowboys. Now, you think Del Rio might have checked out what the Rams have been doing week to week because they're doing the same thing. And I'm watching guys bite on these bootlegs and everything else. Like, I feel like that there might be a lack of um, discipline on your defense. Would I be wrong saying that? It's hard to say you're wrong when we still can't cover the tight end, no matter how many times. It has to be preached in the, uh, in the film room. Cover the tight ends. Linebackers carry the tight ends deeper. Safeties help over the top. They just never seem to do it. So I don't know if that speaks to a lack of respect for Del Rio or if these players just really don't care. And, and the one thing you want to see when you make a dramatic move at quarterback, which Ron said was quote-unquote because other players were upset that he wasn't playing to win, is you want to see them rally around the new quarterback and the changes that were made. They didn't do that at all. They looked worse today. This was their worst offensive game, worst total game all year, if you ask me. That's scary. Because they, he made a decision to spark the team on towards winning, and they came out and laid an egg. They were flat. That is not good. I don't know, man. Well, the good thing for your team is they're going to get a matchup coming up next week that's going to help AL some of their issues. They're going to play against the Giants. So my question for you is, who is starting next week's game? Well, Rivera's come out and said Kyle Allen will start if he's healthy, so I assume it to be him. It was funny, though, because after the game, J.D. McKissick, the running back, was asked if the team looked better with Allen instead of Haskins, <laughs> and McKissick said, I don't know, you tell me, which obviously means no. Um, but Allen to get the start again. The Giants defense does give up some plays, though I am a fan of what the Giants do on offense, I mean defense, excuse me, because they play aggressive football. Doesn't always work, but they play that way. Um, so I think that I think the Giants are going to give Washington some issues uh, when it comes to the Giants' defense and the Washington's offense. I, they well, when you say playing aggressive, what's that lead to? A chance for big plays. We just got done talking about the Giants earlier, and what did we talk about? We talked about Slayton, Ingram, Freeman was playing better. They're going to have some guys out there that are going to be able to make some of these big play, um, big plays on their their side. Now, the question is, do you have the big uh, big playmakers? You got McLaurin. I'm pretty sure this week he made the whack list. So let's see what he can do this week. You got Gibson. They didn't feed him the rock enough. Are they going to give it to him more this week? I don't know. That's but always a question. That's always the question. And you're right. We don't 
the, the Washington football team doesn't currently have the ability to take advantage of what the Giants present defensively, and that's the opportunity for big plays. It, somebody put out a stat that uh, Kyle Allen's teams have only scored more than one non-garbage time touchdown uh, last year when he the four games he was offensive coordinator for the Panthers once. And you're seeing more of that carryover. I don't know that this offense is really all that. And maybe we're starting to see that maybe the coordinators a little bit more of the problem than the quarterbacks, but time will tell. I'm, I'm not a fan of your, of your Washington football team. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, get benching Haskins, putting him on the uh, not being able to playlist this week and stuff. That is, it's just horrible. It's a horrible idea. And now the fact that you're telling me that there's a report to trade this guy, this is, I, if I was you, I would be upset because what this is telling you right now is in a winnable division. I don't know your coach if your coach cares about winning it, and I, I don't understand why. I mean, I understand you want to build for the future, but guess what? Kyle Allen's not realistically your future. He's not realistically the future for anybody. Okay, career backup at best. Alex Smith is an aging uh, guy coming off a horrible injury. Do you think that's your future? No, that's not your future either. The only option you have right now that could be your future is Dwayne Haskins. Why isn't he out there just to continue to try to develop him? You know, I, that's why I go back to, and I, I'm probably wrong. Obviously, you're telling me all these reports and everything else. I'm probably wrong. But if I was a coach and I wanted to really try to get in somebody's head, I'd say, hey, man, like this game is bigger than you. So what I'm going to do is I'm not only going to bench you, you're not even going to be able to come out and suit up the, this week. You're not going to put a, a jersey on. You're not going to put a pair of shoulder pads or a helmet on this week and try to teach this kid that this this game can take it away as fast as it gave it to you. Let's see if Ron maybe has something up his sleeve. I doubt it. Eagles fans, tough week. Let me tell you something. Be proud of yourselves. Y'all fought like Rocky. You know, Rocky's one of my all-time favorites. Side note, I took a picture with the Rocky statue last time I was out in uh, Philly. I love Philly, y'all. But, you know, the Steelers are an undefeated team. They're 5-0 and now. They play aggressive. I thought you guys brought it today. It just wasn't enough. I'm going to throw it to my guy, Trey. I know he has a lot of thoughts for you. Take it away, Trey. I think the Eagles might be the best team in the division. I'm going to say – I'm going to take away the uh, the might. I'm going to say they are the best team in the division right now, especially now that Dak's down. So I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles, although they are second in the division, my Cowboys are two are two and three now. So they're technically leading the division. But, man, I don't know if the, I can call them the best team in the division. So I'm going to give it to the Eagles because you all played the Steelers tough today. Carson Wentz, I've been calling him Carson Dalton. I might want to walk that back just a little bit. We'll see. But right now I'm going to walk it back a little bit. Man, that guy looked accurate. He looked really accurate everywhere on the field. Okay. Yeah, he did throw a boneheaded pick there early in the third quarter that kind of uh, set the second half tone. But he's been real accurate, man. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Carson. He's really playing a lot better the last couple games. And that Steelers defense is no joke. Now, Carson, he didn't have a lot of time today. Like the Steelers were on him constantly. And he was still able to have a pretty good game. And plus, there's a really big name that you might not know right now. I'm sure if you're an Eagles fan, you know. But the guy's name is Fulgram, and he is looking sharp, Ellie. We're talking 10 catches, 150 yards today, man. And I know that that kind of puts uh, just another mouth to feed on that wide receiver group. 
but I think they're going to take uh, Whiteside and actually move him down or out or possibly off that team. So the guy they originally thought could be their second receiver might be their sixth receiver, maybe on a practice squad. But there's a lot of good things I'm seeing from the Eagles, and I think they're going to eventually they're going to get this they're going to get this division soon unless we get some Carson Carson well, hold up not Carson some Andy Dalton magic. Yeah, the, I agree, man. I think like talented talent and how well they're playing. I think the Eagles are probably number one. The problem for the Eagles going forward is their schedule, man. I mean, they got this week. They got to go to the rave or play the Ravens. You know, that's a tough game right there. The Eagles haven't scored over 30 points this game and the Ravens score that many points in their sleep. They're a very dynamic team. I get a little worried about that coming up this next week. We're going to come back to that in a second. Then they got a couple of games against the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Giants again. And that, obviously, those are some winnable games in there. If you're the Eagles, you have to have those games. You got to take those. Then they go play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are on fire. Then they turn around and play the Seahawks. And you already know what's up with them. Then they turn around and they play the Packers right after that. Look at that three game stretch. The Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, it's not done yet because then they go play the Saints. Then they go play the Cardinals. Then they go play the Cowboys who might be fighting for a division lead. What I'm saying to you is if you're the Eagles, you got some games you got to get, and you got to get them right now. That Raven game, the Ravens game this coming week is going to be a tough matchup. The Ravens are spreading the ball out to everybody. Here's the one thing that works in your favor. Lamar Jackson's not really playing out of his mind right now. They might be gettable at this point. I don't know, but you better find out, and you got to come aggressive, but there's some wins on the table with that. I, I think you can take that one. As a matter of fact, no, I'm not going to say that you're going to take it. I think there's an opportunity there, though. What do you got, Trey? Yeah, I was about to say, you might want to slow your roll there before you call the uh, an Eagles win against those Ravens. But, I mean, hey, I think it's possible. Why not? Because the Steelers are a really good team. I think the Steelers are going to uh, match up real well with Baltimore this year, and they're both really good teams. Okay? And the Eagles, let's not act like they didn't have a chance to win this game. You know, early in that first quarter, that Eagles defense was flying around just making plays. It being awesome. Okay? And the only reason that the Pittsburgh scored early was on a bogus pass interference. James Washington pretty much put a stiff arm out on Slay, and basically all Slay did was grab his arm to move it, and they called the defensive pass interference on that one. I thought it was a horrible call, which led to Pittsburgh's first touchdown. And let's not forget, toward the end of toward the end of the game, like with less than four minutes to go, they had a long field goal attempt that they they put up, which was 57 yards that they missed. But it was a field goal to give them the lead. And then let's not also forget Chase. What was his name? Chase Claypool was that his name yep. for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Chase Claypool had three touchdowns. Go and then late in the game. What does Jim Schwartz do? Calls up a defense where you have a linebacker lined up against this this guy. You know what happened, Ellie? You want to tell everybody what happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Chase scored his fourth touchdown of the game. We already talked about it. Like, what are you thinking, Jim Schwartz? So, with all that said, the Eagles were still in that game and had a chance to win. And next week, they're going to play a team that I think is just right at uh, an equal with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, it's it's possible they could win. But just like you said, after that. We got the Giants, Cow or, or the Eagles got the Giants, Cowboys, and the and the Giants. Like they could easily go three and four of their next four games. Yeah, 
you got to you got to do it though because after that there's not really a lot of uh blank checks for you get your cash you know so i tell you what man eagles lock in man you guys are fighters but you also got to learn to be winners and now's the time to do it man pack your bags get in the gym study your playbooks do what you need to do let's get it going Fifty Six Nation, you know we like to keep you looking fresh. If you're in the Arlington, Texas area or in the state of Texas as a whole, make a trip to Game Changer Barbershop. Go holler at Eric and Darren. They're at 1818 South Cooper Street in Arlington, Texas. They're open seven days a week and they want to get you looking fresh. Check them out. First of all, I'm going to send some prayers up to Dak Prescott, man. Hold your head. Fight hard. Come back, man. Get the treatment you need. I know you're having surgery um, or you had surgery. Man, you know, just nothing but thoughts and prayers for you. I thought you were playing at a near MVP level for your team this year. Hey, football is a tough sport, man. It's brutal. So it's next man up. And that next man was Andy Dalton today. I tell you something, man. He, he drove that team down the field for the win today. Give credit where credit's due. Jerry Jones brought Dalton in. Dalton took a little bit less than he probably could have gotten in some other places, and he found a place where he can shine, and he did that today. I'm proud of the kid, man. Yeah, I want to start out with just how you did. I want to you know, send some prayers out to Dak. You know, he was really emotional when he got carted off the field, and, I, you know, as soon as they showed his foot there on the side, you could tell that it was a break. You know, he's getting the surgery tonight. You know, they actually – his brother's in the uh, uh, hospital with him. He actually uh, took a selfie with Dak, uh, put it out. I saw it on Facebook earlier in a group. So, you know, prayers go to you, Dak. And we're not, and the 56 is not going to talk about some of the things that most, a lot of you crazy trolling fans are going to, like contracts and everything else with you, Dak. We're going to give you a break for a week or two, but that is going to be some future content. It's going to have to be. But for right now, let's concentrate on Andy Dalton. Let's concentrate on that defense. Let's concentrate on my boy, C.D. Lamb. It's number 88, keeping that, keeping that uh, history and, you know, that, uh, that 88 legacy going. Like, so what do you think about my boy CD? Man, he is a baller. Honestly, I, it just, it's exciting to watch that guy. Um, the guy, here's the thing. He seems to run a lot of the same routes. Like he's very limited in his route tree, but man, he made a tough catch over the middle. He got popped. He got up and he looked that dude in the face. Cause that dude was on the ground. He said, what's up? I love that, man. I love that energy, especially from a young player and a rookie. He seems to have he, – he had great chemistry with Dak. I hope he builds that same chemistry with Dalton. Um, but, man, CeeDee Lamb's a baller. Yeah, I definitely like that. And also, I know that it's hard to say your defense looked good against the Giants. But, hey, man, the defense did look good today. We watched Demarcus Lawrence finally get his first sack of the year, a strip sack, mind you. And then the, who, who was the guy that picked it up? It was Anthony Brown. Guess who's back? Anthony Brown. I watched him around the ball all game today, which that's really promising right now. And Anthony Brown scooped that ball up, tucking it for a touchdown. Man, I haven't clapped that hard whenever that play happened today all season. That was the play of the season. I clapped harder on that play than I did that onside kick against uh, the uh, Atlanta Falcons earlier this season. Like that play, after what I've seen out of that defense, made me so excited. It's hard not to be excited, man. I mean, and, and some people are going to say, you guys are so much better than the Giants. You should have beaten them by more. Let me tell you something. 
The Cowboys had one win going into today. They're not that much better than the Giants for everybody saying that. They got the job done. You beat the team in front of you, and that's what matters. They got the W. Shout out to them. Now, now the word now one of the things that really bothered me, even though we won this game, what really bothered me late is when we were down by three. Andy Dalton had the had the ball down uh, toward the red zone. I'm not sure if they were actually inside the 20 or not. And then all of a sudden, Kellen Moore calls like back to back, like some misdirection type screen plays or something, and they lose yards and have to take have to settle for the field goal. Like I don't understand what that was all about. I think that there's a possibility that the coaching staff probably just wasn't prepared, didn't have a backup plan for Dak. You know, Dak has been an Iron Man in this league, man. Like he has not really went down ever. So there probably wasn't a good backup plan. And what that kind of scares me for the offense, because moving forward, they're going to have to tweak some things. Andy Dalton can't run the same exact offense that Dak was running. They're going to have to tweak things. And that also scares me because this defense has to step up now. One of the statistically at least 30, 31st, 32nd defense in the league, they have to step up now because you cannot count on that, that offense to bail you out. And that is going to be scary moving forward. Yeah, man. It, hey, true words are never spoken. I, I like the fact that Zeke seemed to come alive today. Maybe that was an, an inspiration for Dak. I love to see it, man. I, I saw the energy. Michael Gallup made an appearance in a critical moment. Um, but do you think? Do you think the Cowboys are going to try to get a, a, another quarterback on that roster? Well, I think you have to as as a second quarterback. I don't know who that is. Uh, maybe a Drew Stanton or something. I don't know, man. You have to have somebody, though. I'll tell you that much. Um, what was the guy? What was the guy's name that just got released from uh, Miami? Oh, man, it's it's slipping my mind right now. But. Uh, what we'll have to think Josh, it was Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I think he was still out there, ain't he? Maybe. If well, he's not, go go get Colin Kaepernick, Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, and, and just like with all these NFC East teams, I'm 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 like giving them props for fighting hard, winning or not. And I'm like, okay, well, here's opportunity. Hello, knocking at your door. Then I look at the schedule. And next week you guys turn around, you guys play the Cardinals on Monday night football. That the Cardinals are an electric team. They put up 30 points today. You know, Kyler Murray was all over the place in a good way. I mean, not in a good way. I mean, he was running, he was throwing. Hopkins is balled out as usual. And they have a, a couple of running backs that do some things for them that probably make the Cowboys a little bit nervous. Now, the defense this year has not been good in Dallas. Now you guys got to take on Arizona, who's an incredibly dynamic offensive team. This matchup scares me. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I think there's one particular matchup that if you're playing fantasy football, watch out for this week. And that is Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. Everybody go ahead and just take the old man off your bench and put him in a lineup because we know the Cowboys are not playing the slot position. Well, this year I watched golden Tate today, have uh, a lot of good catches and golden Tate hadn't had a catch over, I think 15 yards all season. And he had a couple of the day. Go out and pick up Larry Fitzgerald. Now, as far as the game goes, man, um, I called for the Cardinals to win. I don't want them to win. I want my team to win, Ellie. Like, I don't want to watch him lose. But it's going to be hard to contain Kyler Murray. I don't see how they can. I mean, it's possible. I know. I don't know when Leighton Vanderesh is coming back, but I can't wait for that guy to come back. Now, the thing that scares me is the, they're not going to be able to contain him. 
they're not going to, no one's going to be able to uh, cover Hopkins. So they're going to have to double him all day. So beyond that, I'm going to go over the offensive side of the ball with Andy Dalton. Andy's going to have a whole game to play this week. And the Cardinals defense is not good. This next game is going to really show you where Andy Dalton is going to be for the next few weeks. Maybe not for the whole rest of the season, but for the next couple of weeks. Okay. They're going to have a whole week to game plan. Let's see what's implemented this week. I don't necessarily need to see him win the game, but I need to see some good things this week. So I know what we're going to have moving forward when we have some more of those winnable games. Yeah, man. Speaking of moving forward, you have a pretty balanced schedule in terms of winnable games versus games. I'd probably not assume you're going to win. You guys have five games that make me nervous. The Cardinals, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Ravens, and the 49ers. The rest of your games are Giants, Eagles, Bengals, Washington, Eagles, Washington, right? So there's some very winnable games. Let's say you take care of the six games that seem like obvious, easily in contention games. We'll call it that. Then you're eight and eight. There's your eight and eight. Even if you drop those other five games, you're eight and eight at that point. What does that mean? That means you've won the division, right? At this point, the the Eagles are the other team we said was in contention, but they have a tie. That's going to matter at the end of the year. All you guys have to do from here on out is take care of business against some bad teams, and the Cowboys are in position to moonwalk away with this NFC East, unless the Eagles give you guys problems when you guys play. Those are going to be some big games later in the year. With you saying that, that just goes back to what I said. I didn't want to talk about this podcast, so we're going to put it off. But, man, think about the controversy if Andy Dalton leads this team to the playoffs. Think about all that that's going to come this offseason. Now, we're, we're still waiting. The jury's still out on how many weeks Dak's going to be out. There's a possibility. I mean, me and you've done a little bit of research on ankle injuries. It hasn't been – I don't know if there's any word come out how many weeks he's going to be out. I think we'll find something out tomorrow. But six to eight weeks is what I was guessing, and that could put him back right there at the playoff push at the very last few uh, few weeks of the season. That's right. a best-case best scenario. I, if, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I assume he's out for the year and be pleasantly surprised if he's not. It, that's a tough injury. A lot of things can go wrong with that, even post-op. So it's it's tough to imagine him coming back. Andy Dalton's been in his league a long time, and he's taken a lot of teams to the playoffs, or at least the Bengals have gone to the playoffs a few times under his reign. I would not be surprised if that's the case. Like you said earlier, they just have to find an offense that makes sense for him, play calling that makes sense for what he does. I think they can do that, though. Um, you know, and, and lean on Zeke. You got CeeDee Lamb to stretch the defense. The opportunity is there. I think the matchups are in your favor. You got to stay healthy at every other position, though. I think you guys took that one big loss that you might be able to overcome. That's it, though. If you guys sustain any other big injuries, it's it's going to get pretty tough for you guys to push out these wins. Right. And the one thing that I'm going to be really keeping my eye on more than anything is the offensive line. I don't think the Cardinals are real good at getting pressure, but um, let's see how the Cowboys can do against, you know, mediocrity on, on defensive line play. If they can keep the defensive line from getting to Andy Dalton, let's see what Andy Dalton can do with the right amount of time. That's really what I'm concentrating more than anything this week, more than wins, losses, yards, anything. I want to see what he's doing with the with time that he's supposed to have. Well, 
You talk about things that scare you. I tell you what, the Giants did not play the run well today. I thought they let our guy, Devontae Freeman, I'm calling him our guy because Trey traded to him to me a couple of years ago in our fantasy league and I won the title. But he, he, he balled today. He hadn't been in the league all year uh, prior to last week. The, the thing that the Cardinals do very well is they run with their quarterback. He creates lanes uh, in that in that offense, and then he's gone. He's out of there. They got we they, also we also lost Hill today. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but is it Tristan Hill? I think it's Tristan Hill's his name, and he was actually playing better than our uh, other two interior line, defense linemen. So we lost him, and it was a crazy play. Did you watch it? Like he was actually trying to keep from falling on Daniel Jones and hurt himself. So listen, Hill. If you're if anybody's listening to this news, Tristan Hill, tell him to quit doing that. You fall all the way on Daniel Jones on his head, whatever you need to. Like save yourself, not him. <laughs> hey, it's it's going to be a tough get this week coming up against Arizona. Monday Night Football, bright lights. I hope uh, Dalton's ready for the moment. It's going to be a big one. You know, Kyler Murray is a big time player under the bright lights. It's going to be a fun watch. Thank you for taking this ride with us for another week. Hey, the NFL is not going to get any less exciting as we go forward. So stay plugged in with us, man. We, we really enjoy doing this podcast together. We're childhood friends. You know, we got together to do a podcast and, and we're glad that you guys are checking us out. As always, I'm going to repeat this until we stop doing this podcast, which will be never. Check us out, man. Apple Podcasts. Go subscribe. Spotify. Follow us. Anywhere where you get your podcasts follow us subscribe whatever you can do on that to make sure that you get these episodes all right try you want to say something to the people yeah apple podcast spotify podcast apple podcast spotify podcast subscribe 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 and we'll be right back next week with another episode for you tell your friends share the episode text it to them email it to them whatever you got to do spread the news man Spread the news. We're your new favorite podcast. You just ain't know it yet. We here. We love you guys. 56 Nation, we are out of here. Peace.